2: And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala.
3: Well we are starting up really strong. We're starting up the week really strong. It is Monday, 6.05, June the 27th, here in New York City, the greatest city in the world. Just ask me. Um we got a heck of a power hour today. And we're going to start off strong with, in my opinion, the leading candidate to be the next governor of the state of New York, Congressman Tom Suozzi. Hello, Congressman Suozzi. It's Arthur idala How are you, sir? Arthur
4: Idala, the quintessential New Yorker. How are you, buddy?
3: Good, really good. So, Tom, let's kick off real quick about, uh, We, you know, I'm a Supreme Court kind of guy. Let's talk about Governor Swazi, and uh, you, you're coming in on January 1. Well, even before you come in on January 1, when you're the governor-elect, what are your thoughts and what are your ideas regarding the new uh, gun control law here in the state of New York?
4: Well, Arthur, let me say something first, if I can. Tomorrow, Tuesday, June 28th, is primary day. Eighty-five percent of registered Democrats are not going to vote in the primary. It could be a very low turnout. Everybody listening to your show is a registered Democrat. If they want to take back New York State, if they want to reduce crime, if they want to cut taxes, if they want to make New York safer and more affordable, Tom Swazi is your candidate. As my son Michael said to us yesterday, it's a no-brainer. Vote for Swazi Rainer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> now, if, if you listen to the show every day, Tom, which I know you try to, I just tell that to the listeners all the time. So, I mean, you you just told them something they already know. Swazi is the man. So let's talk about guns in the state of New York, Tom, because this obviously, having a background that I do in in the criminal justice system, uh, I have some some pretty significant feelings on it, but let's see what Governor Swazi has to say.
4: Well, I think the people are freaking out about this whole thing. We have to pass legislation that will pass constitutional muster to try and stop this concealed carry thing from taking over the state of New York. Uh, and I think that we can do it by using objective. You know, the court made a big deal about subjective criteria. We have to use some more objective criteria to try and determine where guns can be carried and where they can't be carried, what kind of process you got to go through in order to have a concealed carry license. We also have to take guns away from people that shouldn't have guns, mainly people that are mentally unstable. There was a great law in New York State called the Red Flag Law, but you haven't implemented it. It says that a family member A social worker, a mental health worker, a police officer, if they observe somebody who's mentally unstable and has guns, you can go through a due process procedure to take the guns away from that person. So there are thousands of people that have guns like that that shouldn't have them. That racist massacre up in Buffalo, that kid said he was going to kill himself, He's going to kill other people. He got kicked out of school, he got put into a mental health facility for a day and a half. The state police investigated him. There was red flags. He should have never had a gun. The, the, the guy that killed the, the two cops back in January, the mother said, you know, my son's been out of mental health treatment his whole life. He's had such a hard life. If the mother knew that there was a red flag law, she
3: could have arranged to have that gun taken away from her son.
4: So we have to use the existing laws that we have as well.
3: Okay, so now <clears throat> that was Thursday's Supreme Court decision. Friday's the Supreme Court decision having to do with a, uh, a woman's right to choose. Uh I don't think much is going to change in the state of New York. I'm not exactly sure why people are freaking out right here in our backyard. But, you know, what does Governor Swazi have to say about uh, the new United States Supreme Court decision on that, that front? Well, I
4: think it was very irresponsible. I think it's very dangerous. Uh, in New York State, this is the one issue that Governor Hochul, Tom Swazi, and Jumani Williams have the same position on. I've got a 100% rating from Planned Parenthood. Uh, we, we've got to make sure that New York remains a model for the country for safe, legal, and accessible abortions. Uh, we should also be a model for trying to reduce unintended pregnancies through education uh, and contraception. Uh, but it's a major issue. A lot of people are very have a lot of anxiety about it. We have to take it seriously,
3: uh, but we need to move forward together. Now, uh, now today's decision where a, a coach uh, of, a, of a football team is allowed to take a knee and uh, – uh, say a prayer after a ball game, any issues that, uh, governor, uh, Swazi would have with that?
4: No, that's okay with me. Actually. I don't have a problem with
3: that. Okay. Well, <laughs> good. We're on the same page there. Uh, I mean, there was a lot of confusing, ca- a lot of confusing facts in that case. It was a little complex, but again, I don't, you know, New York is so different than the other many of the other States that things that are so consequential elsewhere are not here. Um, did you see that today? Let
4: me, say something very, let me say something if I can. All right, sir. You know, these issues are very important issues. Everybody's whipped up about them right now. But the issues in New York right this minute are crime. People don't feel safe taking the subway. Affordability. We have the highest taxes in the United States of America. People can't afford to pay their utility bills. People can't afford to pay their rent. Crime and affordability are the big issues. How can our kids in our troubled schools have been left behind for generations? That's a big issue. And New York State's the most corrupt state in the United States of America, according to the Washington Post. That's not me, that's the Washington Post. You lose all these elected officials to scandal and indictment. That's not normal. So if people want to take New York State back, stop wringing your hands, stop talking about a cocktail party, go out and vote in the Democratic primary tomorrow. Tuesday, June, June. I'm the only candidate talking about crime. I'm the only candidate talking about taxes. I'm the only candidate who has a plan for our troubled schools. I'm the only candidate who's taking on corruption in New York State and will continue to do so. Make New York State work for you. That's how democracy is supposed to be. If the people don't do what you want, kick them out of office. That's
3: how so, democracy is supposed to work. And right let, now they don't care about crime and taxes. Let's talk about voting and let's talk about who can vote. You realize today a Supreme Court judge in um, Staten Island, Ralph Porzio, he struck down a measure which was passed by the city council in December, which would have allowed more than 800,000 permanent legal residents and people with authorization to work in the United States to vote for offices such as mayor and city council here in the local elections. I don't believe it applies to the statewide elections. What is Governor uh, Swazi's thoughts about people who are here legally, but they're not citizens, being able to vote?
4: Listen, I'm a big advocate of immigrants. I won an award from the New York Immigration Coalition for the work I did for day workers that were undocumented and, and, and those that were documented as well. Uh, work I did with, uh, when I was county executive checking ice out of Nassau County because they were acting like cowboys and they were mistreating people. I'm very supportive of immigrants. I'm a first-generation American. My father was born in Italy, a young boy. I'm, I have a great soft spot for immigrants, but voting is for citizens.
3: What, you know what I like about you all getting excited a lot of things, but your financial background. You know, people – there's a lot of lawyers who run for, for office, but lawyering and knowing things about finances are very, very different. And as you know, the governorship has a tremendous budget. And you have history with that, obviously, as the Nassau County Executive and now in Congress. What budgetary uh, priorities? Uh, and I'm not going to let you say crime because everyone, oh, crime. Oh, I'm going to throw more money at crime.
4: Oh, spending. The New York State has a $220 billion enterprise. We've increased the budget 18% over the past two years. There was a big spike in spending during COVID because we got a lot of money from the federal government. And Wall Street did so well, tons of money floating around. The problem is it was supposed to go down after COVID in 20, for 2022 into the 2023 budget. It didn't reduce the budget. It doesn't make any sense. We'll get, we're seeing a financial darn, downturn right now. We should have used all this money that we had coming in the door to pay off some debt and to have a plan to reduce people's taxes. They can't afford to pay these property taxes. The income taxes are the highest in America. People are leaving New York State. Everybody who's listening to your show, there's somebody who moved to Florida, moved to North Carolina, moved to South Carolina, moved to Texas, Arizona. Oh, they're thinking about leaving. We have to get our act together and make New York State an awesome place. New York City's an awesome place. Long Island's an awesome place. The problem is the taxes are too high, and people are worried about the crime rate coming up. What about up. the estate taxes? The that people will
3: stay and move here. What about the estate taxes, Tom Swazey?
4: Well, I don't know why that they changed the estate tax rules because they're chasing people out
3: because <laughs> when you just said I know people who are moving out of to all these different states most of the people who I know are moving out are people who are a little older than you and I are and you know they're Maybe uh, coming to the end of the road, and well, I'm, much they, o- I'm
4: much older than you. I'm turning sixty this year.
3: Well, well, don't worry. I'll be there in a couple more years. But uh, you know that that is another area that definitely needs to be looked at because I'm I'm tired of hearing people saying they're going to Arizona, Arizona, and Florida uh, in the later years of their life when they should be spending their tax money here because they don't want to give Arizona, they don't want to give New York their hard-earned uh, life savings. They
4: like New York, it's not that they don't like New York; they <laughs> like New York. They just don't want to pay the taxes. When we lost the state and local tax deduction in 2017, that was a real body blow to New York. I've been fighting to try and get it back. No one a, fought a, harder a, than you. What's that?
3: No one fought harder, harder than you on that particular topic. I got it passed through the House
4: of Representatives, but it got killed in the Senate when Manchin and Cinema killed the overall Build Back Better bill. It's they killed it for other reasons. I I'd actually convinced Manchin and Cinema to leave that part alone. But they killed it because of the other stuff because Manchin was concerned about inflation. So and Tom, I know go. you
3: got to go. Give me, give me your, uh, give the listeners your sixty seconds on why Hochul's got to go and why Tom Suozzi needs to be the governor.
4: Well, first with Hochul, she got the four Bs: the Buffalo Bills deal, total giveaway, no public hearings, awful. Number two, Brian Benjamin, she picked him as the lieutenant governor. He got indicted for bribery and corruption within eight months. The bail reform, she refuses to fix bail reform, and the budget, she's spending money totally irresponsible. As far as Tom Suozzi, number one. I'm a proven executive. I know how to get things done. I'm trained as a CPA, and an attorney. I was a mayor. I was a county executive a member of Congress. I can get things done in government. Number two, I'm a common-sense Democrat. I'm not going to pan it to the left. I'm not going to back down to the right. I'm going to work for the people. I'm going to work with anybody who wants to actually help the people. And number three, my issues are very clear. She's been in office for 10 months. I don't know what her priorities are. I'll tell you what my priorities are. Reduce crime, cut taxes, help the kids in our troubled schools, and clean up the corruption in New York State. It's a no-brainer.
3: Vote for there you go. Just, just like your son said. All right, Congressman, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on so many times during this election season. And uh, I hope uh, you'll be popping open some champagne uh, not exactly 24 hours from now, maybe uh, 30 hours from now. We wish you the best of luck, Congressman.
4: Arthur, you're a great New Yorker and a great American. Thank you, buddy.
3: Thanks, Tom. All right folks uh, so just not to be outdone saying that we're on one side or the other we so we're clear we did ask the governor to come on we uh, asked Jumani Williams to come on who's the other candidate in the Democratic primary they uh, actually I wouldn't say they refused they just it didn't happen but uh, coming up after the break we have Congressman Lee Zeldin coming up uh, he's a uh, obviously one of the candidates for the Republican uh, nomination and we have some horrible news coming down. Um, about an Amtrak train, I believe, in Missouri, with multiple dead, at least fifty injured after Amtrak train Amtrak train carrying two hundred forty three passengers re- derails in Missouri. We'll keep covering that for you, folks. Be right back. I'm a human, a So you just heard me talking with uh, Congressman Swazi about estate planning and how important it is because you don't want the government to have all of your uh, your money when you're not long when you're no longer here. That's not just something that I threw out to the congressman because uh, we're going to talk about Connors and Sullivan. It is a real uh, issue here in the state of New York because some of the taxes are so high. But there are lawyers who are trained in this area. I am not one of them. Um, but Mike Connors and Con- the lawyers at Connors and Sullivan are those lawyers. Um, and right now, tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday, there are various locations between Queens and Brooklyn where Mike Connors will be giving seminars on wills, trusts, power of attorneys, health care proxies, living wills, estates, the whole thing. Uh, Michael will, will give you some information and then he'll take some questions tomorrow, June 28th at Connolly's Corner in Maspeth, Queens. He'll be there at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Wednesday, June 29th at the Greenhouse Cafe in Bay Ridge. Uh, he'll be there 11 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the afternoon and 7 o'clock at night. And Thursday, June 30th at the Adria Hotel in Bayside at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. And if for some reason you're not around this week to listen to Mike talk and let him answer some of your questions or any of these free seminars, you could just call them at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500, and you'll get your own free office consultation. And one thing that Mike will tell you at any one of these seminars or if you meet him in person, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all.
2: Keep your body moving with powerful nutrients to support your joints and overall mobility. Invite Health is here to save the day and your body with the best-selling cartilage HX. Cartilage HX helps to maintain the health of your cartilage and promotes flexibility and mobility. This powerful formulation provides a patented form of type 2 collagen called UC2 that has been shown in clinical studies to promote joint comfort and strong, healthy bones. Just listen to what some Invite Health customers in the Tri-State area are saying about Cartilage HX.
0: I had a problem with my left knee and had to take baby steps going up the stairs. I'm almost normal now.
5: Miracle! When I climb the stairs, my knees no longer hurt.
2: Stay active with the help of Cartilage HX. Buy one bottle, get the other free. Plus, free shipping today. Call 800-673-2345 now to order. Again, that's 800-673-2345. 800-673-2345.
0: Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com.
2: Eight,
0: could you whisper in my ear the things you want to feel? i give you
3: anything to feel it coming until you wake up all alone have Congressman Lee Zeldin on the line with us. And, Congressman, you know, something that that I fear and, and, and really upset me was apparently someone defaced uh, one of your lawn signs uh, with some really nasty stuff. Uh, can you talk about that with a second?
1: I mean, there's just too much hate out there. I mean, we've been hearing these stories inside of the city where people get hurt. You know, the Asian-American community, they lose one of their own, pushing in front of an oncoming subway car, stabbed to death in their apartment in Lower Manhattan, beaten to death with a hammer on the street. I've heard it from the Sikh community. I've seen it with assaults targeting Jews in Brooklyn and elsewhere. It's manifested itself in different ways. I mean, we're talking here about a campaign, a big campaign sign being defaced uh, in. The big scheme of things, we think of somebody losing their life because they're pushing from an oncoming subway car and they are a member of the Asian-American community. We put it all in perspective. Now, with all that being said, it was absolutely disgusting what happened. It was a swastika, the numbers 187, which in California is the penal code for murder. Uh, It's used uh, by people as a death threat targeting others. So it's just a really nasty what they chose to do. I'm someone who believes strongly that we settle scores at the ballot box when you're talking politics and there is way too much raw hate right now in and around New York City and it really all needs to get it needs to end. And the best way to end it is by identifying it, confronting it and crushing it and Thankfully, the Suffolk County Police Department is working hard to hopefully figure out who did it.
3: And and when they figure out who did it, there should be a a significant consequence to that. Congressman Lee Zeldin, the last couple of days, obviously, there have been some powerhouse decisions uh, coming down from the United States Supreme Court that if you are the governor of the state of New York, obviously, you will be uh, confronted with the gun control one which is still kind of unwritten because the the Supreme Court handed it down back to the district court to kind of figure it out. But what would Governor Zeldin's position be in light of the Bruin decision that came down uh, last Thursday? What would Governor Zeldin's position be regarding uh, the state and and the city having um, influence on who can and cannot possess a weapon and where they can and cannot?
1: possess a weapon. I supported the Supreme Court decision. I signed on to the amicus brief uh, that members of Congress uh, signed on to in support of the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association case I'm glad the Supreme Court issued the decision that they did, and I agree that concealed the concealed carry law in New York went too far infringing upon the rights of law-abiding New Yorkers. We have the strictest gun control measures here in New York than you'll see anywhere else in the entire country. I, I don't support the Unconstitutional Safe Act that exists. Uh, we can't be painting everybody with one broad brush. There's a big difference between a criminal who not only is possessing an illegal firearm, but carrying out multiple acts, multiple crimes with it, and others who are law-abiding New Yorkers who want to safely and securely carry for their own personal self-defense. And if you tell me that somebody right next to me is someone who is a law-abiding citizen who is safely and securely carrying a firearm for their personal self-defense— I don't feel less safe, I feel more safe. And we have to stop painting everybody with one broad brush and also understand that with some of these laws, they end up targeting the law abiding citizen because they're the only ones who care about abiding by that particular law. And the criminals, they'll just go out and break their laws because that's the least of their worry that the government's telling them that they're not allowed to have the firearm in the first place.
3: Well Congressman Zeldin, if you're Governor Zeldin and you're responsible for keeping people safe and uh, law enforcement approaches you and says, listen, we're, we're doing an analysis here. And, uh, you know, people, even law abiding citizens who have discharged their weapon prematurely on the subways are causing a, a, a t- too many problems or discharging their weapons in Union Square in New York City or any real congested places. Does Governor Zeldin want to have the power as the leader of the state to be able to uh, put your own two cents in on where and when people should be able to carry a concealed weapon?
1: So the issue that we have right now with with firearms has been with illegal firearms. It's been with people who are criminals. We don't have an issue where we're reading about nine shootings over the weekend, and the nine shootings that are in the paper first thing Monday morning are about all sorts of different law-abiding citizens. Who are accidentally discharging rounds? So the, the reality well, is—I
3: I hate to interrupt you—but isn't that because the yeah. law-abiding citizens right now can't have those guns? Because you are correct, uh, under the Bloomberg administration, it became very, very difficult to get a carry permit. So it's one of those reasons why we're not hearing those things is because many people don't have concealed weapons in New York City.
1: No, I, I, I don't. I don't believe that. And I also—I also, uh, I also I mean the other factor is that people who are law-abiding citizens in many respects, are able to carry. It's just very difficult to be able to get the permits. But no, I do not believe that if you are allowing law-abiding citizens to safely and securely carry a firearm for their personal self-defense, that we're going to be waking up Monday morning about how all throughout the city there are all sorts of accidental discharges left and right. And by the way, if anyone was looking for facts and data to to back up what I just said, just look at all of the other states where they don't have these strict gun control measures and you're not reading about all of the accidental discharges you know, all across you know, the city of Houston, Texas, because they have different rules. It's just not how this plays out in the other states where they have the different rules. <clears throat>
3: but Governor, I'm just playing devil's advocate because that makes it a little more interesting for the listeners. I believe New York City was a much safer city than Houston was under the Bloomberg administration and the beginning of the De Blasio administration when they had very serious gun control.
1: Hey listen, I uh it's just not happening anywhere in the United States of America where we're waking up on any Monday morning and we're reading about how there were accidental discharges all over that particular city, that local municipality. It's just it's just not happening anywhere in the United States of America.
3: No, and listen, it's a very noble position that you're taking that you don't want more... Because I'm asking if you're the governor, wouldn't you want some say in who can carry a gun and where they can carry a gun? And basically, and correct me if I'm wrong, your answer is if the United States Supreme Court says people who are eligible by whatever standards this district judge puts down to carry a weapon, they should be able to carry a weapon anywhere they want. Is that correct, not, Congressman? It,
1: it, it is the United States Constitution. It's not. It's not for a judge. It's not for a a mayor, a legislator, a a governor. Being elected governor of the state of New York is not a position that you run for to be able to just, you know, take away rights here and there, you know, based off of my whim. That's not what guides me in this position. I'm guided by the Constitution. I I take that oath seriously. I understand what the Second Amendment is, which is one of the most uh, misunderstood uh, elements of the United States Constitution and and all of the amendments uh, I you know when when I talk about how you know this is a right that shall not be infringed and people you know respond by saying well regulated militia as if uh, that's uh a, an accurate response you know I don't encourage anybody who wants to understand what that means, well-regulated militia, by reading the Federalist Papers and, and understanding wow. the intent of our
3: founding fathers.
1: So there you go. I, I well, just, that's great. I mean, that's my job. I, I don't mean to cut here. you off. I,
3: I, believe, I believe you have to go, so I don't, I don't want to just mess up your schedule. Um, you yeah, well, we'll have to and, do it again. Anyone who refers to the Federalist Papers is okay in my book. Congressman, one minute left. Just tell the ladies and gentlemen uh, who are going to go out voting tomorrow who haven't voted why Lee Zeldin is going to be the best governor that New York State has ever seen.
1: We have to fire Kathy Hochul. We have to end one-party rule, restore balance and common sense to Albany, secure our streets, make life in New York more affordable, fight for our kids, restore our freedoms. This is a rescue mission to save our state. I'm all in. I look forward to moving past tomorrow to the main event of the November 8th general election. But in order to get there, all Republicans out there, I'd encourage you to please uh, consider voting for me, whether it's my experience from the military to Congress to raising these beautiful girls who were born 14 and a half weeks early. Life experience plus ideas and hard work. We know what needs to get done to win. We've done it in the past with seven straight wins. We're looking forward to tomorrow making it eight, but we can't do it without all the Republicans out there getting out and voting this Republican primary for governor. I'd be grateful to earn everybody's support, and I would work hard to earn keeping that support.
3: Congressman Lee Zeldin, God bless you, your wife, and your beautiful twins. And uh, go get them, man. It's not not much time left, so uh, see you at the victory party.
1: Yes, sir. Great to be with you.
3: Be well. Thanks for, for time, finding the time, Congressman. All right, folks. Yeah. We'll be back. The talking heads. And you know, I have to, um, I have to just stray here. Uh, I did something this weekend that uh, hopefully you guys are going to hear about uh, a lot more about, probably to the point where you're nauseous about hearing about it. Uh, if you remember, around the time of my 100th show, I, um, I played a couple of songs from my band, Rapid Pulse, and right there when you hear it, Talking Heads, they, they said, "This ain't no Mud Club, no CBGBs." No time for that now. They played, the Talking Heads played at CBGB's back in probably the early, early 80s. Well, I played at CBGB's. I was 15 years old. And I played there several times, but that was the first time. I wasn't even allowed to be in the place, and I was the lead singer of Rapid Pulse. And we rehearsed this Sunday morning. And uh, what was surprising and not surprising at the same time was it was our first rehearsal since 2005. And... And um, it was just the four of us, me, Chris, Chris, and Kenny, and how fast, like, everything just came rushing back. And sure, we hit some clunkers here and there, including me. Um, But overall, it was just a wonderful experience. And God willing... Uh, we're going to play a gig. It's going to be like a Blues Brothers thing, like one night only, the Blues Brothers, one night only, Rapid Pulse, somewhere in the city, and it's it's going to be a party um, in December. So Sam Bolin made me go on that long uh, little trip down memory lane by playing that tune that I didn't see coming. I also want to apologize because – I don't know if what I'm doing, what's going on. I got like a little summer cold going on. I am COVID free. I've been testing like a maniac. So I'm sorry if you hear me like clearing my throat a lot. Don't, don't be mad at me. It's not my fault, man. It's just the way God made me. Um, but what God did make was a very strong sun uh, that has very bad effects. He made very wet water that can really wreck your house. But if you call Susan at Rhino Shield, she can help protect your home rhino shield is not a paint it is a ceramic coating that really locks your house in it, it you know my house is all wood uh so when she puts that first they strip it down and they clean it and they make sure it's a nice clean surface and then i I think it was three different uh applications uh onto the house and it really really gives you what they call a tight box um it lowers your energy costs holding the hot air in the winter time and the cooler hair Coolerian in the summertime. And right now, Susan, Susan is offering no payments, no interest financing for one year. That, along with the strongest discount yet, 20% off for anyone who calls her this week just to get a free quote. So you call her, there's no obligation. She'll give you a free quote. But if you do it now, you're going to get 20% off. So call Susan this week at Rhino Shield at 877-744-6608, 877-744-6608, or go to rhinoshieldofnewyork.com, and you can research the 25-year transferable warranty against peeling, chipping, cracking, mold, or mildew. Call Susan. Don't hesitate. 877-744-6608.
6: Hi, Kevin McCullough. Tonight at 7, it's all about your finances and how to protect them. We call it Money Night On Radio Night Live, Hillary Kramer will join me, and we will see you then. That's tonight at 7 on AM 970, The
2: Answer. There's a lot to learn and understand when getting ready to buy a home. Having a right lending team in place who can help is important. The lending experts at Citizens Bank can answer your questions about home borrowing or how to get started with a mortgage pre-approval. Call Citizens Bank at 212-857-6668, 212-857-6668, and ask a citizen. Mortgages are offered and originated by Citizens Bank NA, NMLS number 433-960 equal housing lender.
0: A journey to Israel this November will impact you forever. Join Sebastian Gorka, Dinesh D'Souza, and our trusted travel partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours, for 10 life-changing days. Register today at StandWithIsraelTour.com.
2: we're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, Attorney Arthur Idala.
3: So we got Saturday, we got saturday afternoon i'm looking at the calendar of everything i've coming up i have a federal sentencing on tomorrow which means um real quickly the the law lesson of the day a state sentencing you basically negotiate everything with the prosecutor and the judge more or less rubber stamps it i don't It is kind of more or less a rubber stamp. It's very rare that the prosecutor and the defense attorney in state court work at a disposition where the judge is going to say, I'm not, I will not accept that. That's very, very rare. Trying to think if I could give even one example, but I really can't. In federal court, it's very different. So basically, just from a client's point of view, in state court, when you plead guilty, you know what you're pleading to and you know what you're going to be sentenced to. In federal court, where I'll be tomorrow in Brooklyn, New York, in the Eastern District of New York, in in front of a very senior and respected judge, you know what you're pleading guilty to, you know what your range is going to be, but you don't know what you're sentenced to until the words come out of the judge's mouth. Now, we've been speaking about all of these United States Supreme Court decisions, and at least a decade ago, probably more than that, there was a case called the Booker, B-O-O-K-E-R, the recommendation, the range that you were in used to be mandatory. So you actually knew when you were pleading guilty within five months of each other, you're either going to get 20 months or 25 months or 18 months or 23 months or sometimes a lot more than that. But the judge was not able to come down any further. So you knew for sure what your minimum was going to be. Not really like a lot of fun because you're pleading in these, in these cases, when you do these calculations, the sentencings, the numbers are sometimes very, very high in, uh, monetary cases. It has to do with how much money has been stolen or missing in drug cases. It has to do with how many drugs are involved, but that Booker case took the handcuffs, handcuffs off of the judiciary. And now judges can go below, all the way down to probation. In most cases, there are some cases where there's a mandatory minimum. Sometimes the mandatory minimum is two years, sometimes it's five years, sometimes 10, sometimes it's 15. So initially, your goal when you're plea bargaining is to always make sure you're plea bargaining to something without a mandatory minimum. And then after that, which is the case I have on tomorrow, even though this guy may be facing two or three years in prison. My job is to try to convince the judge that for what he did and what he's, all, what he's pled to and the uh, community service and et cetera, et cetera, that he's already done uh, merits him to get a non-incarceratory disposition, some kind of probation where he's got to check in, maybe home confinement, but anything but jail. Uh, and to say that that is a... Um, not a lot of pressure is, is that's a lie. Um, those of us, my colleagues who, who are excellent, who take this very seriously, um, it's a, you know, it's a big task and you want to, we've already uh, submitted a written submission, but now we have to go in front of the judge tomorrow. The prosecutor will make a statement. I will make a statement. I try to make a rather impassioned statement about who this person is and who their background is and their lack of criminal history. This is a case where it's a man who's in his 40s. It's his first arrest. It's a financial crime. It's a tax crime. There's no real victim here except us, and it's not a huge amount of money. So I really i am on that, like, knife's edge of jail or no jail, which, you know, I mean, I'm not going to lose sleep over it because I'll be prepared for it, and what I've learned from my father is you shouldn't lose sleep over it because you need that sleep uh, to (laughs) – to be on on the ball because the judge I'm in front of is what's known as a hot bench. Like he will be asking me questions. Um, so that's, what's on my mind today. What is also on my mind that I want to share with you, uh, is my friend Lauren fix who knows everything about cars. Lauren, I did something crazy today. What'd you do? I drove a Tesla. so what did you think? Well, it, it's like the brand new like SUV version, but it's like the sport looks line. Looks like and, a pregnant egg. Yes. Yeah, looks like a pregnant egg. No, it's not going to get any awards for being gorgeous. But although it is unique looking, with the inside it's like walking into a uh, like an IKEA shop. Like it's it's so there's nothing there. There's just a screen. There's not. I, I don't even know where the air conditioning comes out. Like you don't even see vents. It's just this huge screen right in the middle, which I did find like a little annoying. Like anything you want to do, you got to do it on the screen. Um, That's true. Until it fails, then you have a problem. I'm
5: aware of that. Uh, I know Lauren fixes I'll tell that. You too. a quick story of a friend of mine who had a Model Three, loved it, totally a fan, in a hundred percent. And, and uh, he went to work. He's a radio guy also, does syndicated radio. Went to work, came out. It was cold outside. Gets in the car, starts it up. Screen goes up. Screen goes black. Got stuck in the car. He called me in a panic on a Sunday afternoon. I'm like, well, this is weird. It'd be like you calling me in a panic on a Sunday afternoon. I'd be like, what's up? Something's up. He wouldn't call me. He's like, I'm trapped in the car and I couldn't figure out how to open it. So I had to get online and show him. And afterwards, he says, I'm going to call you back. Got a hold of Tesla. They said they couldn't pick it up for two weeks and it sat there for over two and a half months. So they fixed it. He called the room and sold it right away. That was it. He was done.
3: Okay. But so, I, you so know I ended what? up you buying should... a BMW M5. <laughs> But you you know how you, well, that's a fantastic car. Um, But you know how you said he bought it and he loved it. Lauren, I got to tell you, everyone I know who owns a Tesla, they should be on the commercial for that vehicle because everyone is like five or six people. They like, they go crazy. Now I did drive it and it was so fast that it was almost nauseating. Like, my, it was my brother in law. He put me on a on a straightaway. We went dead stopped, and he said, "Just floor it," and I did. Okay, and let me, my let me head just tell like... you,
5: it's the same it's the same kind of speed you're going to get from a F one fifty Lightning, from a Mach E, from a Lucid Air, which is faster and has more distance, which was absolutely fabulous car. The Rivian R one T. I've driven them all. Literally, I've driven every single electric vehicle you can shake a stick at, and including Tesla. And I will tell you, that's great until it runs out of juice, and you got to plug it in at your house, and there's a
3: power outage, then you're screwed. So, Ladies and you gentlemen, know, Lauren Fix is clearly, clearly against the whole electric. I mean, look, I'm, I am yep. not, I'm not a proponent. I don't know if that's the wave of the future. I, I, I'm, the, for me, the older the car, the more fun it is. I was very, very lucky this weekend, and I got to go mm-hmm. out with my dear friends, Geraldo Rivera. And his wife Erica, who's like a sister to mm-hmm. our family, and Alan Dershowitz and her the birthday girl Carolyn oh, Dershowitz. And you know what yeah. I drove tr- you know what I drove them around in on a beautiful and day. Old
4: alpha.
3: Nope. A nineteen sixty-five <laughs> Mustang, because I needed a yeah. big back seat. And the sixty five Mustang's got a big back seat. It holds three and, and Dershowitz and I sat in front and we and I got a five on the floor because I upgraded from four to five and uh yep. we had a blast. All right, I'm a
5: Mustang person as well. We need our daughter Shelby. But I will tell you, driving an old vehicle like that and my son in law has an old Porsche, when you drive those, it's a completely different experience. You are actually engaged with the car and the driving freedom that you get. And you wanna fill up, keep going, you can. But it's such a pain you gotta charge. This is a big problem, not just Tesla, but all the charging stations. People go around like the holidays. We get the July fourth weekend coming up, right? So you go and you got, I'm gonna go on the go- charge my vehicle because we're going to go someplace and you get there and there's four other cars in front of you and all the charging stations are full. You have to wait. Any gas station, not a problem at all. You fill up in literally seven minutes is the average fill up time. You probably spend more time using the restroom and buying snacks in the, in the convenience store and you're back out on the road. And so people are, we're in an impatient society. And a perfect example is you look at Twitter. I saw your feed up there. Thank you for promoting me on the show. And you know you can go through a whole bunch of information quickly. Instagram, same thing. We are an impatient society. We stand in front of the microwave and say this takes too long. So how are you going to sit there for forty-five minutes and wait for a charge? I'm I'm too impatient for that. Give and me that, seven that, minutes. I'm going to jump into my Mustang and go.
3: I feel like we're beating up on the whole industry, but also my buddy Derek well, says you me, know what? he's like I don't think I don't think it's the end. Honestly,
5: to be totally honest with you, this is what the result will
3: be in the end,
5: and it won't be today. But just today, just today, I was actually going to mention this to you. There was a post that came up on Reuters, so it's a solid source, that five countries are seeking to delay in the EU the fossil fuel car phase-out. They want at least five to ten years more. And the reason for this is simply because they know the infrastructure can't handle it. People can't afford new cars. Not everybody. And the charging times just are not set And what about the price
3: of electricity? What what, what, don't you think of everyone's
5: 15% and insurance rates are twice as high on electric vehicles than they are in gasoline.
3: Okay. So Lauren, before, before you have to disappear on us, tell me something good. Give me a new, a new car, new story. Oh, I've been having a great time with a ton of different vehicles
5: last week. Another, another option, by the way, I had a Jeep they call it a four by E. So basically it's a, a regular Jeep Grand Cherokee. But it's electrified. So you, this is another option to consider. There's going to be a mix in the end. There's going to be gas and diesel and hybrid and whatever. That's what's going to be the final result. But right now, of course, this administration's pushing for one type. You can't do that. But I'll tell you what the result will be is plug-in hybrids have become super popular. You plug in. You're just cruising around town. i got to get to work or the store, drop the kids off. You're on electricity. When you get on the highway, you've got a gasoline-powered vehicle. So you get the best of both. It's a good solution. And I got to drive the Jeep Grand Cherokee 4 x I have not even posted the review yet, but you know, zero to sixty time is six seconds. Everything that's in the Grand Cherokee, and I, I was very impressed with what Jeep has been putting out. Very it, all safety features, night night vision, 360 degree camera, all the technology that you want. And it was you know not too reasonably priced, but it was about fifty nine thousand dollars.
3: Tell me about a car. I'm bored with SUVs. Tell me about a car.
5: Oh, okay. All right. I just drove and posted a review on a 2022 Audi S3. Now, that's a really nice vehicle. It has a lot of competition, but the pros and cons to it was just such a fun gasoline-powered car, 0 to 64.5 seconds. It's a 2-liter turbo. It's a little bit of turbo lag, but that's normal for turbo vehicles, but it's all-wheel drive. Quattro is one of the best systems out there on the market. Really nice, powerful engine. It has adjustable lowered sports suspension, big brakes. there's more horsepower than the previous generation. And best of all, it is a blast to drive around corners in a straight line. And if it makes you smile, you've bought a good car.
3: They, oh, Lauren, now we can end the segment where we began, because that's what I love about my little old cars is they definitely, whether I like it or not, I look in that rearview mirror, and there I am. I have a grin on my face, and I don't even realize it. Yep. Thank you, Lauren, for finding time for us. You're the best. I always love chatting with you. And um, whatever. Hopefully, if I'm lucky, I'll talk to you. Well, no, next Monday is July 4th. So I'll talk to you the Monday after that. How about that? All right. It's a deal. Look forward to it. Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. Well, not yet. I don't know where that came from, but we'll get there. I promise. Okay. Please, I'll talk to you in a sir. little bit. Folks, that is Lauren Fix talking about cars. And, you know, my phone is blowing up about what about the, you know, besides the electricity prices, what about the parts? What about what happens with these batteries when, when they're like, they're expired? I mean, there is so much pollution and, and environmental hazards in those batteries. Um, but I will tell you, when I drove... My brother-in-law's Tesla, I said, it's not really a car. It's just a different type of a vehicle. Um, we're going to come back and show you how one of our guests from way back in January was clairvoyant and predicting the Stanley Cup winner.
2: The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty drive one today at freehold mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area visit freeholdmitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788
3: so in life throws you uh-ohs
1: just
0: say
6: Visit the paint and auto body experts at Mako today.
1: Uh oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from Itza and the ad council.
5: this is joan herman host of change your attitude change your life's conversations with joan conversations with joan focuses on topics that are important to your life every sunday night some of the world's most inspirational and influential people join me to discuss health and wellness professional development and personal well-being they share their insights tips and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now take time for yourself tune into Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, be sure to visit our website so you can listen on demand. And while you're there, read our digital magazine and take part in our book club. Visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com.
6: Hi, this is Jim Daly with Focus on the Family for townhall.com. For nearly 50 years, we've been saying that Roe must go. And that day has finally come. The Supreme Court's ruling sends the issue of abortion back to the states. Some of you live in pro-life friendly areas and others live where the right to abortion on demand is still the law of the land. We need to continue our work to serve and help moms and help save as many babies as possible. And we need to continue working to change hearts and minds and get to a day where abortion becomes unthinkable. But for now, let's give thanks for all those who made this day possible and pray for peace. It makes no no sense for people who claim to want to help women to terrorize and vandalize the very places, like pregnancy resource centers, that are put in place to help those women. But that's the illogic and lunacy of radical abortion activists. So we pray, and we also give thanks for this consequential win for life. I'm Jim Daly.
0: Kevin McCullough is next on AM nine seventy, The Answer. Listen, all you New Yorkers...
3: This album, um, two "To the Five Boroughs," was the number one U.S. album. Um, I think it was their fourth album. Of course, for me, it's "Licensed to Ill" and poll Boutique." Those are my my two big ones that encompass my uh, college career and my law school career. Love the Beastie Boys, uh, the Mayor. Oh, I learned a new word today: doxing. D O X I N G. I'm sure, like, Lauren Conlin's like, oh, my God, Arthur, you are so old. You did not know what doxing is? <laughs> yeah, I didn't, right? Sam, you know what doxing yeah. is? No, not at all. Maybe D-O-X? Do you know what it is now? No, I still don't. Well, it's a horrible thing, really. It's when you give up people's uh, personal information on the Internet. So they gave all of the nine justices home addresses, apparently for nine hours, were all over uh, – uh, TikTok and um, oh, I don't know Clubhouse and that's so um, Reno, they were doxed and they were doxing and it's dox and I look it up and that's basically that what it means Terrible. Um, the, the word itself is trending so I don't know if we're like that out of it but yeah then it they, it came down because they, under the federal law um, it's interpreted as a form of a threat to be giving out <clears throat> in the manner excuse me i feel like alfalfa when he had the frog in his throat um i don't know how many people there know that reference um there's a what what was the song he sang i don't know i was a big alfalfa fan i was a big i thought i was alfalfa actually i had hair back in the day um so anyway uh mayor giuliani was uh slapped on the back very hard uh the other day the case went in front of the court today Uh, For an assault, Uh, the young man was charged with assault in the third degree. Initially, he was charged with assault in the second degree because of Mayor Giuliani's age. He's over 65 years old. Um, And there is a provision in the penal law for an assault on an older person. But uh, the Staten Island District Attorney's Office reduced it to a simple assault uh, in the third degree, which is a misdemeanor. Obviously, Mayor Giuliani is very upset about that. I'm assuming his biggest, uh, and the guy didn't say such nice things to him, his biggest um, revenge will be for his son to win the primary tomorrow. What is so sad, the saddest thing in this whole program probably, is if what Tom Suozzi said is true, that 15% of eligible voters are going to vote tomorrow. 85% of eligible voters. And not everyone's even registered. One last thing. In February, I was honored to have my friend Anthony Weiner on the show. He, I know him for a very long time. I asked him about hockey, hockey, hockey. He's a huge hockey nut as a fan and as a player. Even at the ripe old age of whatever he is, he's still out there playing. Now, luckily, he's training his son. And I, Anthony, you know, what, what's your prediction for the uh, the winner of the Stanley Cup? This is February. The Stanley Cup was won this weekend. Sam Ball and Roll It. Who's going to win the Stanley Cup? Uh, Colorado. They're they just a free train right now. But
0: maybe the Islanders,
3: baby. Listen, maybe they get back in it. Well, There you go. I mean, it was not, the Islanders didn't come close. The Rangers came close. And Anthony, although on his afternoon show called The Middle, could have done a better name than that, but okay. It's my personal preference. Um, The Rangers came a lot closer than the Islanders did uh tomorrow is election day and let's not uh obviously there was already early voting but let's not let tom swazi's prediction come true no matter who you're voting for you should know who you're voting for for in my opinion you shouldn't just like vote right down the line you should like read a little bit about the different people and if you don't know by now if you're one of those undecided folks um but go vote from 6 a.m to 9 p.m go and vote people in different countries die to go and vote You have that privilege, you have that right here in the United States of America where we protect you from the tyranny of the majority. All right, folks, we will see you tomorrow after this sentencing. Keep your fingers crossed for me. See you tomorrow.
2: The preceding program sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi